Hello, this is Dr. Terry, and this is episode four of Chat with Dr. Terry, the podcast. I'm so very excited for this episode because I've entitled it An Intimate Chat with Dr. Ryan Lang, and I have my really good friend Ryan here with me. Hi, Dr. Terry. It's so good to be here with you. And I wanted this episode to really just be a very organic, fluid, conversational type of episode where we can just touch on different topics. Ryan is actually the first guest on Chat with Dr. Terry, and I'm so happy that he accepted my request to be featured on the episode. Um, Just to start, I really just want to give people some input and some background on Ryan and my relationship. So Ryan and I knew each other for, um, we've known each other for a very long time, probably since when I was in fourth grade and you were in what grade were you in? Sixth grade. Probably sixth yeah. grade. Um, we were in elementary school together, middle school, high school. We were in choirs together. And ironically, years and years later, after graduating college and graduate school, we ended up in the Baltimore area around the same time. And so we reconnected and he graciously accepted the offer to be featured on the podcast. So I really appreciate that. Um, so I just want to dive into some of the topics. We're going to just see how this conversation goes, but I first wanted to open with the discussion on just the experiences of being a young professional and knowing your worth as a young professional, because, you know, I'm a young professional. There's a lot of young professionals listening in, and oftentimes it could be hard to navigate the different types of encounters we might have or situations we might face as a young professional. So I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Well, Dr. Terry, I'm so glad that you asked that question. Um, And to add to being a young professional, we're uh, also young black professionals, which is adding a whole nother exciting dimension. Five layers. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, uh, you know, I have had some really great experiences. Um, I am a physician. Um, I uh, trained in both internal medicine and preventive medicine, so I also have training in public health, um, and that is my primary area of focus. Um, But uh, yes, there have been some really interesting learning experiences along the way, Mm -hmm. as well as some very interesting uh, social experiences um, along the way that have helped to shape who I am today. So I'm really excited to share those with you. Yeah, and I think one thing, I'm glad that you... um introduce yourself and your degrees because Ryan is not only a physician, but he has experience within public health and he's a public health professional. Um, And so I think a huge thing that I've faced and I think a lot of professionals face when they're early in their career is really the comparison piece, like really feeling the need to compare yourself to others or even competing, you know, within work environments. And so how do you kind of deal with that part? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So just to take us back to, of course, the shared upbringing that we both had, um, my primary uh, environment growing up was within a predominantly black um, learning uh, environment. So all the schools that I went to up until um, I graduated from college were historically black schools. Mm -hmm. Um, So being in that, that environment, I was always very supported, had a very strong support system. Um, and uh, was generally led to believe that I could do anything I wanted to do. I could be successful in any way I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that having that foundation was so important because that prepared me to uh, excel in whatever area, whatever direction that I uh, chose to do or take uh, following that. Um, When I went to medical school, 
um, certainly um, it was a very different experience. Mm -hmm. I was for the first time in uh, in a learning institution in which I was uh, one of very few people who looked like me. Yeah. And uh, that was challenging in Mm -hmm. terms of comparing myself, comparing my abilities to people who came from Ivy League institutions, Mm -hmm. people who uh, were also told that they could do anything they wanted to do and uh, go anywhere they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was difficult at first to uh, come from the environment which I was raised in and go to another environment that was so drastically different. Um, I did find some people um, that uh, really helped to feed into me and support me Mm -hmm. um, and remind me that uh, certainly I had the ability to continue to excel even in those environments. And I really am thankful for those people because they really helped give me the strength and helped me to look inward to identify the strength that I have in myself to be able to excel regardless of uh, what Uh, other people around me may do Mm -hmm. or um, Mm -hmm. the accomplishments of other people and to focus less so on those external um, uh, things and focus more so on what I know to be true about myself is that I can do anything with God's help. Right. Amen to that. And I think one thing that you said is like extremely important is having that support system, you know, having those people who know you, who can remind you of your strengths and things like that. And hopefully that lessening this need to feel like you need to prove yourself. Because even as, you know, someone, you know, in her late 20s, sometimes you feel like you have to prove yourself in certain environments or you feel like you have to really assert yourself so that people recognize your worth. Um, But I think one thing that I really want people to know, you know, being any age, but especially young professionals professionals is that you don't have to do that. You know, you can just be and people will recognize who you are. They'll recognize um, your skill sets and what you have to bring to the table without you having to bend over backwards to prove that to them. And, you know, I will add to that, that certainly it took a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to make sure that that is emphasized as well, because I certainly worked very hard and Mm -hmm. I know you have as well, Dr. Terry. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't allow... um, perhaps just the the words of people supporting me to sustain me. Yeah. I had to also have that commitment to working hard and mm-hmm. that never went away. Mm-hmm. So I would also just say that, you know, that has to be a very um, important part of the journey um, mm-hmm. for anyone who's listening um, because hard work is what really makes the difference. Right. And as you're saying hard work, I also was thinking about inner work. You know, like I'm clearly I'm a clinician, but, you know, knowing that it's so important to do your own work because it's it's easy to get kind of swayed with what's happening in your environment. You know, sometimes to even lose yourself. So, you know, with us living on the East Coast, a lot of people are trying to do the next thing and be on the next project and um, look a certain way. And so I've, I've found that it's important even as a clinician to do my inner work, whether it's through my own meditation or talking to a therapist or, you know, having a support system that can be honest with me, you know, Mm -hmm. about things that I might not be honest with with myself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so how do you, you know, without disclosing too much, but, you know, how do you feel about doing that inner work or like self-development and and things like that? I'm really glad you asked that question, Dr. (laughs) Terry. Um, So this was not uh, a process that I did by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that in general, I am a very introspective person. Um, and I'm very willing to do the inner work that you talked about, Mm -hmm. but I certainly did get a lot of help along the way too. Um, you know, certainly with your background and you mentioned the, 
the uh, importance of things like therapy. You know, I certainly had therapy as mm-hmm. it related to um, my place in the workplace, mm-hmm. as well as my my place in my own personal life. Um, and I think that, you know, having that resource was so valuable mm-hmm. um, to helping me to do that inner work yeah. um, and getting those tools to help me to look within myself and really think hard about who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the type of person that I want to be? What legacy do I want to leave? Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally agree with you. And I think that, you know, um, that doing that inner work that you talked about is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think even like one thing that I've found uh, difficult to kind of figure out, or I don't know how to best put it, but one thing that I've realized that I needed to kind of hone in on is like my own identity, you know, and I'm sorry that this is not coming out the most, you know, articulately, but, you know, having my identity and not feeling the need to take on the identity of other people or even the identity that other people want me to have. Speak on it. Right? So, you know, just for disclosure, I am rough around the edges. You know, Dr. (laughs) Terry is not always saying things in the best way, or I'm not always the kindest person or things like that. There's a lot of parts of myself that I'm constantly working on. You know, just being able to hone in on my skill set as a clinician, but also not losing myself as a person, mm-hmm. um, as a woman, as a black woman, um, my personality blended with my professionalism and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like that inner work is like really important to understanding who I am as a person and like having my identity. And mm-hmm. I feel like identity is such a broad topic mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people struggle with. Um, I, I've found in my interactions with people that their identities change, you know, according to the environment. Mm-hmm. But then I've also seen you know individuals who are able to hone in on who they are and that not being kind of swayed by their environment as much you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. so when you think about identity what thoughts do you have on that this is completely like off the cuff but Mm -hmm. I I kind of feel like I want to kind of talk about that more yeah um identity has been something that I am even to this day trying to um really get clear about Mm -hmm. in terms of who am I um, and uh, what parts of my identity uh, do I want to make sure that people can see clearly? Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, all of them, because mm-hmm. I don't think that any part of myself should be hidden. But um, I, I think that certainly getting very clear about one's identity is important mm-hmm. uh, because that is what helps whoever is out there to really um, become aligned with uh, what their purpose is right. and how they can best uh, uh, do what they're put on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that God has put us all here uh, with a very specific purpose and he's given us all a very specific identity yeah. in order to carry that purpose forward. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that you, Dr. Terry, are one of the perfect examples of <laughs> someone, you know, living in their purpose and really... Um, you know, using their identity to really shine mm-hmm. in uh, in that purpose. So right. I totally agree with you. And I appreciate that. Um, one thing that I admire is people who can live their truth, right? Um, and be who they are without apology, without feeling the need to appease other people or make other people feel comfortable mm. and being, you know, confident in that, right? And like not, not needing to... Um, be 
the next Dr. Phil, mm. <laughs> you know, or Dr. Oz or Dr. Oz, right. <laughs> you know, or I love Oprah or even like the next Oprah, like, you know, well. it, it, being in, <laughs> being, um, in my field and I'm sure like in your field, oftentimes we, as people feel the need to conform ourselves to like what others are doing and how others are being right and Mm -hmm. so I think a huge part of identity is like just living your truth Mm -hmm. and so in thinking about living your truth what are some maybe thoughts you have on that or feedback you have for people who like struggle with that um with living their truth and in in being who they are confidently Mm -hmm. um so living my truth has not been easy Mm -hmm. um and I can imagine that for a lot of people out there living your truth is not an easy concept to wrap your mind around because um, sometimes living your truth means that people aren't going to like you. Yeah, say that. Um, and um, I am someone who is a people pleaser at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to um, thrive off of the affirmations and the praise of other people. Yes. Um, so it's been really Don't difficult. Don't we all? Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people do, and we don't always admit to that. Yeah. You know, it feels good when people like us. Yeah. Or appreciate us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that has been something that has held me back from mm-hmm. living my truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, in terms of that inner work, I had to get clear about, is the praise of other people something that I want to live for? Mm-hmm. Or is my own personal happiness and my own personal satisfaction um, what I want to live for. Of course, um, you know, being a Christian and being someone who also wants to do what God wants me to do, mm-hmm. being mindful of that and certainly um, wanting to be in alignment with that as well, right. but not necessarily letting the opinions of other people guide me toward what my truth is, mm-hmm. um, but being very clear for, my, for myself mm-hmm. what, my, what my truth is and not being afraid to live it regardless of what people may say or think. Right. Um, so it is hard. I will just say that. And um, it's something that I continually work with, but I think I'm really getting better with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a huge part of that might be, and I don't know if this is the case for you, but recognizing that you will not please everyone, Mm -hmm. right? There's no way that you could make every single person happy or satisfied um, with what you're doing or what you choose to do, right? And it takes a lot of bravery, you know, just to disclose one thing that I told Ryan before we even started this episode is that he's just brave with like the way that he makes moves, the decisions that he makes professionally, personally, and things like that. And I think as a young professional, it's hard to say no to some things Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yes to things that make you happy, Mm -hmm. especially when you have the opinions of others or people watching and questioning. It's kind of hard to kind of live your truth and make decisions that are best for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. that might not be something that other people might not want you to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when in thinking about choosing to say no and choosing to say yes to things. Um, um, I've, I've found that sometimes we as people feel the need to say yes to a lot of things because we think that it's necessary for our growth and development or it's necessary for the fostering of certain relationships or for what other people want us to do. But in a lot of cases, when we're saying yes to those things, we're saying no to things that could really be feeding us and growing us and so much more beneficial to us. So how do you say no to certain things and yes to others? Mm -hmm. Well, what I try to do is 
I go back to this theme a lot, getting clear. Mm -hmm. um, I try to get clear about where it is I want to be mm -hmm. and why I want to be there. Um, and I actually just talked to a mentor last week mm -hmm. who she instructed me to sort of write down what I think I'm good at, what I really enjoy doing and what I want to do. Mm. And, you know, she she didn't give me the the sort of prompts towards what I want to do from her perspective, yeah. but she put it all in my court. Um, so allowing myself to do that or going through that exercise really helped me to see, okay, what is it that makes me happy? Mm -hmm. What is it that I want to accomplish? Where do I want to be without the opinions or the input of other people, just me? Mm -hmm. um, and then once I've been able to do that, I can look at opportunities that come my way and see whether they align, whether they help me to get to that place. Right. Um, and, you know, some opportunities uh, may not have everything that perhaps I want to do um, or that might not be necessarily fully within that area. Mm -hmm. But, you know, perhaps the skill sets, you know, that that opportunity may give right. may still be helpful towards that opportunity or towards that pathway. Um, or the people that it helps to connect me with mm -hmm. may be helpful in terms of um, giving me the information or the experience that I need to move towards that pathway. Mm -hmm. But I think that once I have been able to get more clear about what it is I want to do and you know where I want to be, then it becomes easier for me to look at things and listen to myself in terms of whether it makes sense to say yes or say no. Right. Um, so that is still an ongoing process, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of getting clear for myself. But I think, you know, with practice, it definitely gets gets easier. Yeah. And, it, you know, the part that you said, I think uh, is really important, like listening to yourself and your intuition. Mm. Right. I think for some people, your intuition might seem so vague and um, something that you can't really grasp. But everyone has an intuition. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I really believe that in a lot of cases, everyone knows what they should be doing or the decisions they should be making um, or the decisions that are right for them. But mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, when we solicit feedback and information from so many people, mm. it clouds our judgment. Mm. So it makes us hard to listen to our intuitions or make the decisions that are right for us, right. Right? right? And that's when bravery comes in, you know, making decisions based on what you know are right for you as opposed to the decisions that are right for other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I think if there, were, there was one thing that I had hoped that a lot of, you know, individuals do within their lifetime it's making a decision without consulting others yeah right choosing to do something choosing <laughs> to do one thing in your life without having to um, check in or get the validation and feedback that we kind of talked about loving and liking yeah but without getting that from other people and i'm so glad you mentioned that dr terry because literally i've had to do exactly what you just said mm -hmm. which is not share with people certain people what my next plans are yeah. or what I'm thinking about doing yeah. because you're right. Sometimes that can cloud my judgment if mm -hmm. I allow myself to rely too heavily on what other people might think. Right. Um, because you're right. Uh, you know, being able to make those decisions without the external validation mm -hmm. of others really, in my experience has helped me to become more clear with what I want to do and be comfortable in myself right. with those decisions and to be able to trust myself even better. Mm -hmm. um, being able to know that I made that decision on my own right. without the, the 
opinion of someone else Mm -hmm. and I can feel fully comfortable about whatever the outcome of that is and not feel resentment Mm -hmm. towards other people if that doesn't work out the way that I want it to. And doesn't that feel good? Yeah. <laughs> right? I got I get to choose. Yeah. Right? Like there's a I think Oprah says this, trust the timing of your life. And I think I probably referenced this in a previous podcast, but recognizing that any decision you make, I've heard clinicians actually say this, like there's no decision that's the wrong decision. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 tricky because a lot of people who are more rigid thinkers might think that they have to make the exact right decision. How do mm. we know it's the right decision? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because in any decision or thing that you do in life, you know, there's so many lessons that come with that, mm-hmm. right? Daring to take chances, daring to do things that make you uncomfortable, mm. daring to do things without consulting people to me brings so much more lessons than kind of staying in this box mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. people might put you in mm-hmm. um, where you might not even yield all the lessons that you could have otherwise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I do think it's really important to be able to do that and to be brave, to be more brave as a young professional, as a young individual, mm-hmm. as a minority black individual. Um, doing things that people might not love, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. are right for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Dr. Ryan, we've talked a lot about bravery and identity, and um, you know, you and I have chatted a lot about your experience with being a gay black male and what that's like. So, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that and how that's kind of tied into your journey and your identity. Absolutely. And thank you for asking that. Um, so, my journey as a black gay male, black gay man, has uh, been over years. And, um, you know, I think that uh, for me, once I was comfortable enough to be open with it and share it with others, I found that it became easier for me to be able to trust myself in all other areas of my life as well, in terms Mm -hmm. of what feels right for me. Um, So, um, you know, for those people who are out there who, you know, may have other struggles and may not be, you know, related to sexuality, uh, but it may be related to other areas of your life that you feel that you're not being as fully open with and being fully honest with yourself about. um, I encourage you to get get serious about those Mm -hmm. and think about how you can become more serious and more honest about those things. Because once you're able to be honest about all parts of who you are, and for me, that included my sexuality, Mm -hmm. that really allowed me to get more clear um, about um, other areas of my life, including my professional life. Um, So uh, that's what I would say about that. That's amazing. And I think that's something that people develop with time, trusting themselves. It comes with maturity. And so I can tell that you've been able to progress, you know, through time and, and, and get to this place to where you're so assured, right? But I really encourage a lot of people to do that. And I appreciate you sharing your experiences and being on the first featured guest episode of Chat with Dr. Terry. This was awesome. This was awesome. <laughs> we'll definitely do more. We could be like Issa Rae and <laughs> Issa and, you know, her co-host and things like that. Um, and we'll definitely have more discussions. Yes, Thank I look you forward for sharing. to it. All Thank right. you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye.